Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich from CapturingTheCharmLife.com. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by doubt, not sure you can do this homeschool thing. If you're a homeschool mama challenged by overwhelm, there's just too many things to do. Or if you're a homeschool mama that's not showing up in her homeschool the way she wants to show up in her homeschool, then this is the podcast for you. I'm dedicating this third season of the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast to the new or newer homeschool mama. So if you've been homeschooling for just a few years, a few months, or are planning to homeschool in the upcoming fall, then this podcast season is dedicated to you. I'm here to help you in your homeschool journey to strategize ways for you to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. So welcome, homeschool mama. On today's episode, I'm going to share with you a beginner's guide to your first year of homeschool. Amy from Saskatchewan asked, I have all the fears I suspect most moms might have beginning their homeschool journey, but I also have a sense of peace that has replaced my sense of dread when I sent him to school. Do you have any tips? If I could share a cup of tea with Amy, these would be my first thoughts. A beginner's guide to your first year of homeschool. When my kids were young, our third daughter was just a baby, I was driving our oldest daughter to kindergarten, twice a day, to a private school. The kitchen would be a disaster as I backed the minivan out of the attached garage, kids bundled in their snow gear, all three of them, consent form signed for whatever activities our oldest, Hannah, needed permission for. When I returned from that 45-minute jaunt, I'd come home to a disaster in the kitchen, so I'd clean that up while I occupied the youngest two. When the kitchen was reasonable, I'd bend down, pull out my second daughter's learning things that I'd been collecting in a cupboard in the kitchen. We'd pull something from that cupboard to work together at the kitchen table. Rachel sat in the high chair and fed her baby Elmo. We'd never do that for more than 20 minutes, of course. Madeline was preschool age. She loved her learning things, the underwater sea sticker book, a printing book, and her giant red pencil. She was an academic from way back. A mom friend might have come over to coffee and had a chat with me after lunch. My girls would have an afternoon nap and I'd have to wake up my baby girl so we could all drive to get Hannah in time for the afternoon bell at school. And we did this on repeat until Hannah finished grade two. It didn't take long to realize that what I was doing at home with Madeline, I could also do that with Hannah and Rachel too. Why all the busy work? Why wake up my babies from their afternoon naps when I was doing stuff at the kitchen table with them? When I picked up the book, The Homeschool Option by Lisa Rivera on a lark in a bookstore during a vacation, our lives shifted the week after I finished reading that book. I'd come up with all sorts of reasons why I should be homeschooling, even though I picked up that book to prove my reasons why I shouldn't homeschool. And I share all the eight reasons why I decided to homeschool on my very first episode to this podcast, which I'll link in the show notes. Sure, homeschooling has not quite been what I thought it would be, but it's also been a whole lot more. 
In season three of the Homeschool Mama self-care podcast, I want to undergird you, the newer homeschool mama, with confidence, clarity, and vision for your homeschool journey. I also want to give you straight talk so you'll be prepared for this remarkable family journey. If you have questions as you consider or get initiated into this homeschool lifestyle, you can ask your questions. Head over to my website, www.capturingthecharmedlife, and you can make a comment anywhere. So the first thing, the first guideline that I would like to share with you as a beginner's guide to your first year of homeschool is this. Your first year of homeschool won't be quite what you expect. The curriculum you have on the shelf might seem like a waste of money in a few weeks. The schedule you've drafted might not work for one child, but it might for the next. Or it might work for you and not your child. There'll be moments you wonder if your idealistic tendencies just landed you in a whole lot of trouble, a giant make work project. Because every day is most definitely not a charmed homeschool day. You'll wonder if it's just your curriculum choice maybe, your philosophy choice, or your lack of support. The imperfect homeschool community that doesn't quite suit you that you have a too structured routine and you need to let loose, or that you have no routine at all and you really should get one. You should trade for your neighbor's kids because they look like they'd homeschool better. They'd do this homeschool thing better. They seem bookish, kind of ideal for the homeschool scenario. They appear not to argue with their mom. They don't fight with their siblings in front of you anyway. And their mom always has everything in its place. Alas, you can trade a Pokemon card, but not a child. And what you see isn't always what you get anyway. Kids are kids. There's no perfect child homeschooling. You might discover that you're lonelier than you thought you'd be. You might discover that you're preaching this lifestyle like I am because it is an excellent lifestyle. You might discover that it's a lifestyle, not just an educational alternative. You might discover this is the best lifestyle choice since sliced bread. Actually, I don't really care for sliced bread. I'd rather tear hunks off a loaf from our local French bakery, but I digress. So my first tip is this. Be open to simply learning about you, about your children, about your rhythms, your natural rhythms, about a new homeschool community, about finding support in ways you hadn't imagined. Being open to new homeschool philosophies, learning more about different curriculums or books or routines. And what is your goal for an education anyway? Be open to simply learning about that in your first year of homeschool. So the second guideline I'd give you if you're a beginner homeschooler is this. Your homeschool will change from the beginning to the end of the first year. You might purchase desks and gorgeous posters of birds and cloud patterns and local vegetation for your beautiful homeschool space. You may ring a bell at 8.30 in the morning, every morning, after your hot breakfast, after you do a morning basket with a living literature read aloud 
and hand out the drawing pencils with Mark Kistler's draw squad, or a basket of Legos, or a basket of felting, and markers for the Astronomy Objects in the Sky coloring book. But soon you'll discover that the toddler's lips are painted in varying colors of marker as he's been tucked behind the sofa, sucking said markers. The oldest two are pinching each other as they fight for their sofa cushion. And though one child is eagerly listening to the lovely story, you actually think the story is boring and old. And you ask yourself if you should just switch books when the kids aren't looking. In July, you'll begin homeschooling because you are an all-through-the-year homeschooler, you've determined. Uh, except by February, you're an unschooler. No, wait. You're a Charlotte Masoner waiting for spring? No, wait. The kids need to understand inflation, investments, Bitcoin, and world history, given the present climate. But first, there's a cool unit study on Harry Potter. We'll do that first. Your homeschool approach will adjust over the year. You'll discover your child doesn't understand that he's too tired to do any formal studies as he's wiped out by that academic approach in school. Or Mondays are always the most challenging homeschool days, so they have to be homeschool light days. Your approach will change as you see your child overwhelmed by a busy day, or as you see yourself a whole lot clearer on your PMS days and you'll decide to unschool for that week every month. By the way, wise, very, very, very wise choice. There's a lot of information to take in the first year. So the second guideline is this. Ye shall have heard this before ye got started. There is no one right way to homeschool. You will not become certain of your dedicated path, nor your curriculum choice, nor your homeschool philosophy, nor even exactly how your children like to learn. Ye are in the information receiving season of your homeschool. Take it all in by sitting with a notebook dedicated to what I'm learning about me, my kids, and what an education is anyway. Every Wednesday at a cafe near you or in a quiet library cubicle just somewhere real quiet where you can just sit, take notes, and think. This will be your first step to clarity and a whole lot less overwhelm. This is your third guideline for your first homeschool year. Your expectations will likely be too high for your child and yourself. Straight up, you will get frustrated more times than you thought were possible. And you will understand when homeschool moms joke, hmm, joke, uh, when they say, stop that yellow bus, I'm putting my kid on it. Or you wonder how moms get through their homeschool days when kids don't want to do their work. They're bored. Always bored. I'm so bored, mom. Mom, this is so boring. Or kids avoiding work. Or kids not motivated even though you saw testimonies of other kids on that unschool Facebook page that said that there's some kids that start their own successful YouTube channels or kids trying to train to be grandmasters in chess in their spare time or kids dedicated to getting no lower than 96% on their final online science class 
or that kid that started their own catering business or some other business, or a kid that independently traveled the world before they were a full-grown adult, kids that didn't hate school, didn't hate their siblings, kids that connected with their parents. Where are these kids? They are not in my home. So third guideline, you will discover that this homeschool thing isn't utopia. It has many benefits, but utopia is for the you section of the dictionary, not for your homeschool family. <laughs> now, if you don't want to become disillusioned, decide for yourself what you want out of this homeschool thing. What's your goal? What's your vision? Because without a vision, the people, especially homeschool people, drink a glass of wine before morning read aloud. I'm going to interrupt this episode to share with you that I'm offering a de-school your homeschool intensive. We're going to de-school your homeschool before you even get started. I'm a homeschool mom and just like you. For nearly a couple decades, I've been learning about learning, learning about living with my kids, learning about what an education is anyway, and it isn't what I thought it was. Turns out I didn't need to have a teaching degree, I didn't need to plan or do a lesson plan every homeschool day, and I didn't ever need a report card. Well, one year I did, but that's because the kids actually asked me to give them one. I've had to address boredom, motivation, schedules, routines, curriculum choices, understanding the unhelpful word homeschool. Let me share what I've learned so you can be at ease in your homeschool with increased satisfaction, more individuality in your homeschool, and a whole lot more confidence. Slowly, gradually, over the last decade or two, I've had a transition towards a more unconventional approach to education. I still don't want to characterize my approach as homeschooling because unless they're boxes with sweet Georgia Browns. I also know that there isn't a box out there that fits my homeschool family or even fits one of my kids. And that's why I know that there's no box out there that fits yours either. Our homeschool goal? Not to find a comfy box, <laughs> nope, but rather to create an education and an atmosphere conducive to growth and expansion for us and our kids. So how to do that? Well, there is no easy formula. There is no one size fits all, which makes this whole homeschool thing highly individualized. What gets in our way? Often our preconceived notions about what we think we need in order to create a home education, often our preconceived notions about what an education is anyway, and also others' preconceived notions about education too. So let's unpack all of that, get clear on what we really think, and determine how we want our homeschools to reflect our real homeschool kids. Let's de-school our homeschools. I'm going to offer you a one and a half hour intensive to do just that. We're going to talk about the elements that help us to de-school our homeschool. So as I've observed in my own homeschool journey and others too, first and foremost, we need to get real clear on who our kids are and what they're all about, how they like to learn, how we approach their learning, what we think about what an education is anyway. We need to do a homeschool assessment and then decide what is the vision that we're walking toward. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, the D-School Your Homeschool Mama Intensive, you can email me at Teresa at Outlook.com. 
The fourth thing I'm going to say is that your independent bone will strengthen. With repeated questioning of your homeschool decision and with your own internal questioning, because there will be more of that than you want to publicly acknowledge, you'll wonder if you really should be doing what you're doing. Alas, if you can't shake the notion that this homeschool thing has so much benefit, more benefit than an alternative, you'll discover that you are indeed stronger and much more independent, and so will your kids be. And if you want to find your support, you'll have to find it in a supportive place, not where the people are anti-cheerleaders. You need support. You do not need to become homeschool's legal defense. P.S. You can find that support in the Homeschool Mama book club and also in the Homeschool Mama support group through the paid Patreon podcast support group, even in group coaching or in individual coaching with me. And you can likely find it in your local area, but you'll likely discover and have to accept that all homeschoolers are not homogenous. All homeschoolers are unique. I mean, like all families are unique, but as homeschoolers, because we're strengthening that independent bone, we become a whole lot more us. There isn't another homeschool family that homeschools just like you. They probably didn't come to homeschooling for exactly the same reasons. They don't parent just like you. They don't have kids just like yours. They don't have identical values as you do. Homeschooling is definitely not homogenous. That you're willing to do what you do because it works for you and your child is your sure sign. You're going to learn not to focus on the things that other people think that you should focus on or should be doing. And you'll happily live through the lens of what you want to be doing. So my fourth tip is to get real comfortable with being you accepting yourself and also your kids coming to a place of clarity as to what you think an education is anyway because all of a sudden when you have that clarity you won't care about what everybody else is doing or what they think is the most important thing for your homeschool you'll know what you're doing and why you're doing it and the fifth thing that i want to share with you while we have tea is this you will be happier than you thought you could be. Kind of like parenting. The prospect of those sweet babies resting in your arms, falling into a deep sleep as you sang them lullabies, sniffed their head and placed them gently in the cradle, walking them around the block in their pram, leisurely enjoying the world, strangers ooing and aahing over the coos and the perfection, the beauty, Well, that's the picture of what you thought it would be like. And some days it was. The days when he wouldn't sleep without wailing tears, wouldn't let you wander the grocery aisles for a full cart of food, scowled at strangers and your mother. Well, that was part of parenting as much as the dreamy, wonderful, perfect days, the utopia days. And just like homeschooling. But girlfriend, you are going to discover that this path, though it not be well-worn, 
possibly even off the beaten path, even though it's grown immensely over the last few years, it is an incredible opportunity to create a lifestyle perfect to develop an education for your homeschool child, but just really to enable so much freedom, individual learning, memories, photos for Instagram and your scrapbook, or is anybody scrapbooking anymore? This is an amazing family life. So welcome to homeschooling. And P.S. I didn't address this one, but you might have to answer the S question to infinity and beyond. So decide on a plan how to address the homeschool socialization question. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for support, a community of like-minded homeschool mamas, you are welcome to join us over at the patreon.com community of the Homeschool Mama Self-Care. Once a month, we meet for a virtual support chat. We also have an opportunity to connect with one of our previous podcast guests and an extended live interview. And when you join the Patreon community, you also receive discounts to intensives, group coaching, and one-on-one sessions. I'm so looking forward to meeting you and getting to know you and your homeschool family. Thanks for joining me today.